0: Hello and welcome to the Gird Up podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Ungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the man that God has created us to be. Alright everybody, welcome back. This is Charlie Ingemach. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Today we're on episode 13, which is celibacy part Three, talking about dating today. <laughs> I just I, and I was listening to uh, some country music as I was getting this thing ready to record. And Blake Shelton's All Name the Dogs." Oh my goodness, so good. That song is adorable. I want my life to be just like that. But before I do that, I gotta find myself a girl. And how am I gonna do that? Well, gotta do some dating. Dating, it's an adventure, man. It's it's a blast. It's exciting, it's exhilarating, it's empowering, and because we're working to fulfill God's command to marry, it's sacred too. Uh, But dating is also super risky because anytime you open yourself up and allow yourself to be vulnerable, you also give that person the opportunity to hurt you. And this is true with any relationship, of course, but it's especially true with dating. So, this mix of risk and excitement is what makes it so rewarding, it's what makes it an adventure, and it's what makes it so fun. If you think of dating as Uh, a journey that starts with the first time you got that, you know, funny feeling when you were talking to a girl and ending with the day you get married, then you'll have that end in mind the whole time and it'll frame it as a positive adventure instead of something either that you dread or um, it'll keep you from getting off track. And married friends, I know that you're still dating your spouse, but we're going to talk about that some other time and probably with somebody else because that's not where I'm at in my relationship and uh, I, I can't speak with authority on that. And also, this podcast is more talking about meeting your spouse than it is about marriage. So keep that in mind and don't get too up in arms. But we're talking about single people and we're talking about finding the person you want to spend your life with. If you think about it that way as as an adventure that's running its course, you'll find yourself building a foundation that is conducive to practicing celibacy and honoring your Heavenly Father. Now, I certainly am not perfect. I'm certainly not great at dating, and my friends and family have lots and lots of stories of times that I didn't do it right, I didn't do it quite the way I'm going to lay it out for you. Uh, So the reason I'm writing this podcast is A, to help some of you guys do it right, and B, because I haven't figured it out and I haven't found a wife, and I'm still in a dating pool, and I'm trying to figure it out too. Uh, so just clarifying my thoughts and hopefully helping guide you in the process. Um, in order to do this right, guys, we got to make sure we date with intentionality. As with all things, if you want to be successful, your best path to do that is to begin with the end in mind. Uh, so dating has two purposes. To build your network and your social skills and, of course, to find a woman that you want to marry. And here are Charlie's tips. Take them or leave them. Josh, Xander, get out your notebook, man. Get out a pencil. Here we go. Be intentional about who you choose to date. You got to identify people or specific groups of people that you value and you'd like to build a relationship with or a strong relationship with. They should be people who are like-minded, chasing the th- same things you are. That doesn't mean you like all the same stuff, but you are like-minded. So you're heading in the same direction. You want the same things out of life. Your life goals are the same. You're not dating If you want a big family someday, you're not dating somebody that absolutely hates kids and never wants to have kids. Okay? If you um, want to go to college and pursue a law degree and be a high-powered lawyer in New York City, you probably aren't going to marry a farmer. Okay, not that those things never work out, but it's not a likely course for appropriate dating. Blah, blah, blah. You just got to make sure they're on the same path of life that you are. Are they going to run that race with you? That's the question you should be asking. Are they going to run alongside me, or are we going to end up running in two opposite directions? Second, they should be girls that you're attracted to. Obviously, you're going to date girls that you're attracted to physically. But it's got to go way further than the cute or the hotness factor. You got to go deeper than that. Does she stimulate you on an intellectual level? Can you have real conversations or is it like talking to a brick wall? Or when she talks to you, do you find yourself going like, uh, what? If she's got to dumb down her conversations with you, it doesn't necessarily mean you're dumb. It just means she's crazy smart or has a completely different frame of reference. And it's going to be really hard for you guys to communicate with each other. So make sure you're stimulating each other intellectually and make sure that she has an active spiritual life that you admire and that you appreciate because if you're the only one in this relationship that has an active spiritual life, then um, it's going to be rough. Not saying that you absolutely have to date Christians all the time. There's definitely um, something to be said for dating people that aren't of the same faith as you or aren't active in their faith. But you got to understand that if you're going to take that route, that's something you need to resolve before you try and get yourselves into marriage. But I've known a lot of people, even in my own family, who have done the, you know, flirt and convert or the, you know, evangelism by relationship. It works sometimes, and it's a good thing. And a lot of times, it is a blessing to both people involved to have that experience, but understand that you're probably not going to take an easy path to marriage through somebody that... uh, doesn't have the same faith you do. But it's not impossible. Just keep that in mind. And finally, unless you are Brad Pitt, you need to start with like, "Hi" instead of "Can I get your number?" Because you are not good-looking enough and you are not suave enough and you are not sexy enough or whatever it takes. You don't have that Brad Pitt factor that allows you to walk up to a girl you've never met. Or walk up to a girl who you've never talked to but sat in the same class with 800 times and ask her out on a date immediately. Even if you have to have a five-minute conversation before you ask her out, you need to start somewhere other than I'm trying to get you alone. Okay. Even if your intention is completely pure and completely safe, you still need to actually talk to her before you try and ask her out. And I'm not talking about online You can't Facebook her or Messenger her or whatever it's called now. You can't DM her three times, talk to her once in person, and then be like, hey, so can you be my girlfriend? It doesn't work that way, fellas. You need to learn to talk to people. You need to learn to have relationships with people. And from those relationships, you will eventually start dating. Okay. Finally, dudes, you got to make sure you date regularly and date widely don't fall into the infatuation trap. Everybody sees a girl every once in a while and immediately just like that is attracted to her. You can't decide she's the one the first time you lock eyes. It's a movie thing. It doesn't happen in real life. It is not a real life thing. Okay? Sometimes you will see a girl that will eventually become very important to you and you knew right away she was going to. I'm not arguing that that doesn't happen. But you're not going to have this, we locked eyes from across the room, we walked to the middle of the room, a spotlight shone down on us, and we fell madly in love, and we immediately knew we were going to get married and have lots of babies. Not going to happen, dudes. So make sure that you don't fall into the infatuation trap. It's totally okay to feel strong feelings about her. But don't jump the gun and get yourself too invested before there's a return on your And I know a bunch of you guys don't want to hear me say this, but there are billions of girls in the world. And just because you have feelings for one girl doesn't mean that none of the billions of other girls could ever possibly make you happy or could ever possibly make a suitable partner for you. There are other girls in the world and you can find another one who could be your life partner and your wife. Now, when you get married, obviously, those rest of those girls, they're no longer part of the picture. But until you're in a committed relationship, there are billions of other girls. You don't have to get fixated on the one from fifth hour geometry class. To continue on that thought, you should also mix it up a little bit. Don't date the exact same girl every single time. You know what I'm saying. You have a type, so, but don't get locked into that type. If it's a tall, cool blonde, don't just date tall, cool blondes. Change it up a little bit. Date a short brunette. Okay, Do that on an intellectual level as well. If one girl is super into ballet, then maybe date a girl the next time who plays basketball. Date somebody else. Date somebody with some different interests. Get to know more people, get to know different girls so that you have a better idea of what you're looking for, what works, what doesn't work, who you're compatible with, who you're not compatible with, and it'll break you out of what your type might be. Now, as guys, we all have something we're super attracted to that's kind of our thing. And you know what I'm talking about, whether it's physical or intellectual or whatever quality it might be, there's always something that is irresistible to us. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what's best for us. So when we break that mold and break out of that mold, we start to explore what's actually out there. The more women you get to know with different qualities, both physical and spiritual and intellectual, the more you'll be able to focus in on what you really, truly value, which is going to be a lot more than skin deep. Okay. All right. Moving on. You got to be intentional about how you date as well. Don't be afraid to double date or go out in groups, okay, if she, for, for a couple reasons. One, if it doesn't go well, it's not going to be as weird. You've got other people to talk to, so if this whole date thing doesn't go well, you're not stuck staring at each other across a bowl of ice cream for the next half an hour until mom comes and picks you up, okay? Number two, she'll see you interacting with friends, and you'll see her interacting with friends, and you get a better picture of who she actually is. She's not putting up a front for you. You can see her acting and you can see if she's genuine and you can see the way she acts around you and your friends and see if she really does fit in if she really is somebody that you want to spend more time with. And third, it keeps you from being alone and all the temptation that comes with being alone. Don't set yourself up for sin. Okay. Second, got to pick the right activities. Pick things you'll both like. Um, don't take her on a first date to bull riding if she's a city girl who loves art museums. Um if you want her to try something new, like a bull riding event, I don't know to I'm talking about bull riding, but if you want to take her to something new, don't put too much pressure on her. Don't say if she doesn't like ice fishing with me, then we are not together anymore. That's not fair to her. It's not fair to you, and it's not a realistic expectation of what your future holds. Okay, if you're trying something new, understand that she might not like it, and if that's a, if that's a deal breaker for you, that's got to be part of your original criterion to begin with you got to make sure that you always avoid activities that place and places that you know are going to tempt you. So if you can't sit through an entire movie without making out, don't go to a movie together and sit in an empty theater. If you can't handle yourselves in the basement at the same time together with none of your siblings around, invite your mom to watch the movie with you. It's not as weird as it sounds. Okay, Don't put yourselves in situations where you know you're going to sin. And... Uh, you got to make sure you have a backup. This is more just like a logistical thing, but you got to make sure you have a backup. What if the restaurant's closed? What if the movie's full? What if, you know, whatever, what if the concert gets canceled or rained out? You got to have a backup plan. It doesn't need to be perfect. Just have something in mind for what you would do if it doesn't work out. And finally, you got to make sure you have an accountability partner. If you're going out on a date with a girl, tell a dude where you're going and what you're doing. And if you think it's something that might lead you into temptation, so... If you're going to a movie with a girl and you're scared you're going to go too far in a theater, well, have him text you halfway through the movie and just be like, hey, dude, you behaving yourself? Or have him shoot you and, you know, have him call you at 1030 and say, are you headed home? Because I know when you're out this late, then blah, 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 blah. Have an accountability partner. It's going to make things a lot easier. And share that plan with the person you're dating. If they don't respect it, or if they don't respect the fact that you're trying to remain celibate and maintain your purity, then they don't respect you and or they don't respect your faith. So make sure that you're dating somebody that cares about you enough to respect your wishes in this regard and isn't going to push you over the line. To go along with that, don't sweat the small stuff, but make sure you keep it in check. There's nothing sinful about holding hands. There's nothing sinful about you know, putting your hand on her shoulder or whatever, but if she's uncomfortable with it, don't do it. If you're uncomfortable with it, don't do it. There isn't a guidebook anywhere that's going to tell you exactly where the line is of appropriate and not appropriate. That's why God gave you a conscience. Don't go against your conscience. Just like we talked about last time, celibacy is not about a bunch of rules you need to follow or a bunch of things that are forbidden to you. You got to just follow your conscience and make sure you are not going too far. Also, PDA should not even kind of be a problem. The PDA that makes people uncomfortable most of the time is crossing the line anyway. However, you do need to make sure you're sweating the big stuff and tread carefully. I like to talk about the family test. Would you do this with a member of your family? Hmm. If you wouldn't, think twice. Holding hands? Yeah, absolutely, I'd hold hands with my little cousins. But I'm probably not going to kiss my grandmother on the mouth. Okay? Make sure that you are being intentional about the way you are dating and avoiding situations where you know you're going to sin. And the family test is my personal favorite way to make sure I'm walking that line. If I wouldn't do it to my mother, I'm not going to do it to her. If I wouldn't share that with my sister, I'm not going to share it with her. And the same rules apply to any kind of touching. Finally, I shouldn't need to say this, guys, but I'm going to say it anyway. Don't lie or string anybody along. Here's what you do. You tell her, hey, this is a date. And then after that, don't label it out anymore. You don't need to say, hey, we're dating or make it broadcast into the world or change your Facebook relationship status, cool your jets and take it slow. That way, if you do meet somebody else that you want to take out, there's nothing wrong with it because you're not, quote unquote, cheating on anybody. Or if you decide that you don't want to pursue further relationship, you're not breaking somebody's heart because the two of you haven't overinvested. Make sure you're being respectful of her, of her feelings, and of her time, and respectful of her family, and anybody else that's involved. And then if you do make a mistake, if you go too far, if you hurt somebody, slam on the brakes and reset. Make sure that you're not continuing in sin once you you start. Everybody's going to make mistakes. Make sure your mistakes are small. And when you do make those mistakes, like I said, slam on the brakes and reset you guys know where you want to be headed so begin with the end in mind and make sure that all the way down that path you still have your eyes on the prize. God will bless your relationships with each other and you're going to find the girl that you're going to end up with. It might not happen today or tomorrow but the Lord has a plan for you and he's going to bless your efforts so make sure you're doing things the right way. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to The Gird Up Podcast. You can find more episodes just like this one on iTunes or SoundCloud under the name The Gird Up Podcast. You can follow me, Charlie Ungemak, at on Instagram at Coach Ungemak, on Facebook as Charlie Ungemach, or you can email me on the good old email at Coach Ungemak at gmail.com. Please make sure you leave a review for this podcast. Make sure we get good ratings. And... It's time now to go be the man that God has created you to be. God bless.